Welcome to the SBS Digital Learning Hour, brought to you by Digital Learning and Assessment Department. We're coming to you today from a conference room in Central Office, bringing you the latest news in Springfield Public Schools in regards to technology, along with inspiring interviews from teachers who are using technology in the classroom. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy. You can find me out on all the socials at Bearded Tech Ed, my own personal blog, beardedtechedguy.com, and of course, the MySBS blog on the WeLearn page. A few announcements before we get into our excellent interview of the week. The first announcement I just want to make sure that you are aware of, you probably have seen it, and by the time you're listening to this, you probably have already done it, but due to some changes in our security, you are being asked to change your password about once a year now, as opposed to whenever the system reminded you to do it. I know for me, there was a very long stretch where I never changed my password here, but now that with some new security that we have in place, you should have gotten a message on your computer to change it. Once you change it, it will update in all of the systems since our main account is through Office 365, which is where our password is from. Make sure you do that or else you might be locked out of your computer sooner rather than later. Another announcement, if you are not aware, on the MySPS page, we have all of our COVID information, including COVID prevention and mitigation updates. There's even a whole link to everything the district is doing about COVID, so make sure that you are kept up to date. There's also a number of other news announcements on there, some that I mentioned last week, so that they don't necessarily bear repeating today. This past week, the blog that went up was all about Microsoft Word and my top six updates to it. It's pretty awesome. I think there's a lot of great things inside Word. I think it could be very useful in the classroom beyond just typing up your paper. They've got a lot more tools built into it, a lot more editing tools, um, which I definitely use because I don't always remember to check my grammar on my first pass of writing. Sometimes I just let it all out. And then I go back and I fix some stuff up, but I don't catch everything and Microsoft Word now has that ability. Plus, if your students get their ideas out more through dictation versus typing, you can actually have them do that in both the online and the desktop version. So check out the article. It is up on beardedtechedguy.com and my SPS. One other announcement that I do want to throw out there, make sure that you're aware of, is the 22 Tools for 2022 Challenge. So we created this challenge for all teachers to participate in and give you credit for the things that you're already doing. Hopefully, an email was sent out through the CSOs all about it, along with a video that we put into our newsletter to talk more about the whole challenge and all the things that you have the ability to do. So we highly encourage you to do it. There's a little kink with the scoreboard at the moment, so you can't see who's currently leading. But there are some teachers who have started to complete some of the challenges and are getting their badges for it. So check that out. It's on the We Learn page under 22 Tools for 2022. For this week's Interview of the Week, I interviewed Joanne Minio from Brightwood Elementary School. It's super exciting to hear about the things that she is doing in the classroom and also to hear about their new building that just got completed over the course of COVID. So check out this interview. Hopefully you'll be inspired just like I was.
name is Joanna Minio. I am a teacher at Brightwood Elementary School. I've been teaching for four years, and I, my last four years have been here at Brightwood. Awesome. So fresh out of college, basically, into teaching. That's great. Yes. So a quick question about that. Um, one of the things that we've learned through our time with doing all these interviews is the varying experiences that you might have had with technology through your grad your grad programs, um, whatever your undergrad, your grad. So what kind of technology did they introduce to you about using in the classroom? That's awesome. So pre-COVID, um, you hadn't been teaching for very long and you were just out of college. So in college, what kind of technology did you use or did any of your programs in college introduce you to using technology in the classroom? So COVID really changed the way I've been teaching. So I use, we really got into using Nearpod towards, towards the middle of remote learning. Nearpod was an awesome way to get my students engaged in my lesson and I could actually see their work. And a lot of the times I could see their work real time, which was super helpful. And it was a way where I could see everyone's work rather than them just raising their hand on Zoom and not all of them would raise their hand. They were kind of able to show their work without having to raise a hand and participate. It was all live on their screen for me to see, which was super awesome. I think I only took one course in college or so on technology. It wasn't, I didn't learn much from it. Um, so a lot of it I learned through like trainings here within my school. Or I learned on my own. Um, the only technology I really learned from college was maybe using like slides um, but at the time I went to college, we never would, I don't think they ever expected this to happen with remote learning. But a lot of the training I did was either through my school or on my own using the resources that were available. Awesome. Before COVID, you had just started teaching. What kind of technology did you try to use in your classroom? Before COVID? Before COVID, I would use just the iReady. Um, intervention where they could do iReady lessons. That was pretty much the only technology I used. Um, other than that, it was usually just me um, teaching using resources that I had within the classroom um, without technology. So with the grades that you, the grade that you teach, do you just stick with one subject or do you teach um, all subjects? Because I know when I taught fifth grade over at Mary Walsh, I would bound, depending on the school year and who was teaching the other fifth grade classroom with me, we would bounce around to teaching everything, teaching one subject. So how does it work over at your school? Um, at Brightwood, our third grade is departmentalized. So I teach math, science, and social studies to my students. And I see two groups of students. Awesome. With departmentalized, once COVID happened, were you able to stick with that? Did you guys... Um, shift gears just to start with and then with the last school year kind of jump back into being departmentalized like what was your process I guess with COVID we started departmentalized so I saw two groups of students teaching math and science and then I believe around mid-year I think February that's when we did the switch to non onto a self-contained classroom where I was teaching all the subjects so it was a big change. So how did you feel about that change? I honestly, I liked it. Um, my first year, that was 
My first year, I did self-contained, so I taught all subjects. And my second year, I did special education. So it was really nice to go kind of back into the ELA side. Um, I really do enjoy teaching reading and writing. I love reading with the students and discussing books and hearing all their thoughts. So it was nice to go back mm-hmm. and kind of refresh myself with the ELA side. Awesome. So I know that from teaching fifth grade, third grade, you have a real big mix of students who are proficient readers and students who are still learning to read and those who are still developing their skills. What kind of approach did you take um, during that time to reach all those students? To reach all my students, I had a mix of ELL students as well as special education students that I saw. Um, So I really just tried to get to know them as best as I could, knowing where they were at. I think that was really important during that time. So I could start where they're at and kind of help them progress. I would just get to see their work, have them read, share my screen or look at their screen and do different activities just to see where they're at so I could help them and support them while they were at home. With You mentioned Nearpod um, as one of the tools that you really got to use. Was that something that you started using in March before the last school year? Or did you just learn it at the beginning of last school year and just kind of use it throughout? Or like, how did Nearpod come to existence for you? So we started the year off without Nearpod. And I believe a few months in, um, our school purchased it so we could use. So I adapted my from my original lessons that I was doing just like on Google Slides to using Nearpod. Um, so it was a few months into the school year and I had to um, we had a training on it and then just learning on my own ways to use the program. I, I really enjoyed it. And I think the kids did as well. Mm-hmm. So as we started to come back last year to hybrid, which I'm trying to remember was around March, April timeframe. Um, how was teaching that for you? Um, having to teach both students in front of you and remotely, or did you guys have a different plan with how your school um, worked it? We did it hybrid. So I had students in front of me in class. Um, I usually, when we were hybrid, I had like four to five students, depending on the day. And then when we went full back on the five days a week, I probably had like 10 kids in front of me in the classroom. And then the rest around 12 to 14 online. Um, it, It was stressful. It was really hard to manage, but my students were so patient and so understanding. And honestly, I don't think I could have done it without them. They were really understanding and they knew kind of what was going on and what I was dealing with. So they were super supportive throughout it. That's awesome. And now we're back 100% in person. So um, are there any things that you learned during COVID that you're applying into your classroom now? Or is everything back to how it was pre-COVID? I'm doing a mix. Um, It was really nice during COVID. I could see all the different ways I could use technology within the classroom. I'm doing a lot of more slides and interactive slides to go with my lessons to support them, like with visuals and like audio clips and video clips. That's been really helpful, especially for the ELL students I have and special education students I have. Um, Yeah, that's and using iReady, continuing to use that as well. Awesome. Now, with your EL students and your special ed students, 
Did they find that using tools like Immersive Reader really helped um, with their understanding of what they were reading and even helped with the development of their language? Yes, I think so. I think having them hear or having ways te technologically for them to hear what's on the screen was a, a lot like of a relief for them. It wasn't before COVID, I could see just the stress in them when they knew they had something in front of them that they weren't ready to read yet, that wasn't on their level. So technology has been super helpful in supporting my students and giving them that immersive reader for them. Yeah, I love immersive reader. I think it's one of Microsoft's best like improvements to any of the systems that they have. Because I remember using a lot of like Word, PowerPoint, Excel back in the late 90s when I was in high school. So that's awesome. Um, so what are some things that you're looking forward to this year? I know we're only in October now. Um, so you've got plenty of year to go. So um, I look forward to being able to do small group in person. I was doing it during remote, but it was very chaotic and a lot to manage between students coming in and out in the breakout rooms, having other staff members with me supporting students and taking students. So it's been awesome to have them back in the classroom and they really enjoy small group. And I love it too, because I can reach all the students. I have more of a personalized time with them, getting to know them as well as doing content at the same time. So I really enjoy small group with my students and I've been enjoying uh, teaching science a lot as well. Awesome. I know when I taught, I loved doing the station rotation model of teaching. And once I kind of learned that after my first or second year, like I kind of stuck with trying to do that every time because I felt it was more effective with my students if I could meet with them every day in smaller groups. So, and I can't imagine that that was easy during COVID. Yeah, it was a big struggle. And small groups wasn't really something. I learned a lot about in college. So I learned a lot from just my coaches here and from other my, my other colleagues and just working through things and reflecting on my own. Um, so over the last few years, I really focused on my small group time and finding things that work and things that don't work. And every year I kind of change it up um, based on what works for my students that I have. Awesome. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time today. Um, one question I do have that I ask everybody at the end of every interview is, as teachers, we tend to spend 60, 70 hours a week working. And we, as we know with math, there's only so many hours in a day and in a week. Um, we neglect ourselves a lot. And during COVID, one of the books, the Digital Learning Playbook, they focus chapter one on self-care for the teacher. So what are some things that you've done in this past year to take care of yourself? To take care of myself, um, I when I do have free time, either on school breaks or holidays, um, I like to travel. Over the summer, I spent my summer break in Italy with my boyfriend and my extended family that lives there. Other than traveling, because of my Italian heritage, I love to cook. So after school, um, I enjoy just, I look forward to going home and unwinding by cooking um, and using different recipes. I enjoy making food from different cultures and putting some music on and just cooking away. It really is relaxing for me. 
Yeah, I love that was one of my favorite things from working from home was being able to cook a lot more. So do you have a favorite recipe? Um, not really. I don't really have like a favorite food. I love just to try, like I said, different cultures, different foods, trying out different things or I'll eat out in a restaurant and I'll just make it at home instead. It's I don't know. People ask me, like, aren't you tired to go home and go grocery shopping and cook? But for <laughs> me, it's really just a stress relief and a relaxing. I just unwind and all I'm thinking about is what I'm doing that's in front of me. That's awesome. I feel the same way about cooking. Grocery shopping, eh, maybe. <laughs> yes, well, I had to perfect that, the grocery shopping. <laughs> yes, it's always stress. It was stressful pre-COVID. It's stressful during COVID. <laughs> and it will probably be stressful after COVID. I know. I know. I've been using um, Walmart pickup. It's been super helpful, um, especially with being so busy at work. I can just quickly pick it up. I don't have to go in the store anymore. So thanks to COVID, that's been super awesome. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't have tried it before COVID. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> well, thank you again for your time. I know that we are in the middle of the school day here, and I do appreciate you sitting down and talking with us about your experiences in the classroom with technology. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I was looking forward to this. So hopefully you guys were inspired by that interview. Thank you again for allowing us to spend some time with you during your busy school day. One of the things I do want to point out is as a district, we made sure to purchase Nearpod this year and it's awesome. And even though we are back in person, Nearpod can still be very exciting and useful in the classroom. So check out the stuff that Joanne did, check out the stuff that we have access to in the district since we have purchased it for the entire district. I also love the talk about cooking and traveling. I love cooking too. And just being able to do that more over the last year and a half has been very exciting for me because I don't get to do it as much because we want to actually eat at our normal time and not eat much later because of the time I get home. That's it for this week's episode of the SBS Digital Learning Hour. Thank you for spending some time with us. Make sure that you go out to your favorite places to listen to podcasts. Make sure that you leave us a rating or review. Make sure you're sharing it with all your colleagues because that is how, of course, we can get this podcast to grow so that people can hear more about what is happening in the district with all of our awesome teachers. And this podcast would not be possible without them because we love sharing what is going on in the classroom. And traditionally speaking, we don't get a chance to go into each other's classrooms all that often. So we don't get to hear what people are doing. And we're excited to be able to bring that to you. So make sure that you head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you happen to listen to us, subscribe, rate, and re leave a review. That's it for this week. I have another great interview for you coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy, and this is the SBS Digital Learning Hour. Today's production was written, directed, produced, edited by Mike Thomas of Springfield Public Schools. The music you are listening to today is linked in our show notes if you like it, so you should check it out.